turns out that he didn't like morning sex because one time they were kissing and she said, oh, you have a really bad breath. Oof. They will love bum you in order to have sex with you. All of a sudden, I felt like such a piece of meat. I didn't have to seduce her. There was no beauty. There was no foreplay. There was just, I felt like she took advantage of me. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Dating Beyond Borders podcast. Uh, I have to admit, I'm very excited to feature today's guest on the show because it is the first time I'm featuring one of my favorite countries, Mexico, on this podcast. And what's more, it's the first time I sit down with a sexologist to dive into the world of relationships and sex as they relate to the Mexican and Latin American culture. Betsy Reyes is a psychologist with a master in sexology, has appeared on countless TV shows offering sex and relationship advice, and has published a book, Reapasionate, about rekindling the passion in a relationship. And she continuously works with clients on issues in the bedroom. Welcome, Betsy. Very excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm excited too. I love all your, your content. Thank you. Yeah. And actually, I feature quite a lot of Europe on this podcast specifically, but I am interested to talk about Mexico, uh, not just because I travel there quite frequently, but just because uh, there's a lot to the culture and specifically when it comes to dating and relationships. I wonder though, like, is Mexico a country that people talk about sex a lot? Is it, is it a taboo subject still? It is, yes. It's kind of complicated, but it, it's not just uh, Mexico, I think, because I have a lot of problems with my social media talking about uh, sexuality even though i'm a sexologist and i there's nowhere to explain that you're that you're giving like uh sex education or it's like a you know educational content it's just they just shut you down they they delete your reels your your TikToks. and in here in mexico it's also like a i think it's a bigger problem than than in other places to talk about it because people is not used to it it's still shocking and so we don't have a place to or someone to ask or where to find out uh, something about sexuality we we have uh, questions about we just figure it out on our own I wonder what it's like for you as a woman to um specifically like when it comes to dating or just you know when you come to a party and people ask what you do and you're like i'm a sexologist i i, I wonder what the response to that is well <laughs> it's uh, a different kind of response if if usually it's um uh, when they understand what a sexologist is because sometimes it's a surprise like they're they're like not un understanding what it is because they only understand the sex part and they don't know what a sexologist uh works with and so they kind of get um don't know what to ask or or get kind of scared about it and then when i explain they're like oh wow i have a lot of questions it's always like a every time i'm in a party and they know i'm a sexologist the entire conversation uh changes to sexuality i I, I i can totally relate to that because i mean i focus on dating and I, I've gotten to the point where it's uh, if I ever have met, let's say, even, you know, talking to guys in the past or going on dates, that's the worst. When they ask what you do, I just kind of play around it. I go around it and I say, focus on culture. And they're like, oh, what, <laughs> what you know, do you focus on history, anthropolo anthropological studies? I'm like, well, it started with, and I always say it started with dating. Now it's not all just about dating, you know, but like, because you get, you get pigeonholed into 
dating dating expert and then people either get incredibly uncomfortable because they're like oh she knows something about dating so i have to be careful around her or they think that you are just all you're doing is dating around and writing notes like you have a notebook <laughs> under the table yes. and you're like mm, okay let me let me put a score on you or yes. they're like or they're like want to share everything all of their sexual and dating experiences to you which is the other side of it yes that happens to me too with a uh, i i never i never uh, tell people i'm a sexologist when i just met met them especially if i'm dating uh they get scared that i'm going to um Make yes. Notes. Yes. Make notes or something. I don't know. Or they get like really excited. Like, oh, she's going to be like the best sex ever with, uh, and uh, may, uh, probably I'm not going to have sex with them <laughs> because I don't know. It's just, uh, they, they have this idea of a sexologist and then, um, I'm now I'm going to have sex with her cause I need to, cause I, cause I need to try this or I, they get scared. So yeah, I never tell them that. What, what is the number one question that people usually throw at you? In my social uh, media, if they ask something, it will be about usually about masturbation, about, uh, I have this uh, program, program for premature ejaculation. So I, I get a lot of questions about that. I get a lot of questions about uh, not getting orgasms, especially for, or as a low sex drive from their, themselves or their partner. Uh, that's like uh, the most common. So Mexico is, in my opinion, uh, quite a conservative country still, right? So compared yes. to we have more liberal countries, as I like to say, like we have more, more European countries, they tend to be more liberal, uh, like Northern specifically. But Mexicans, I feel like there's still, I guess, some pressure for women to act a certain way, men to act a certain way. And what does that look like? Tell me about it. I'm not sure if it's only here in Mexico, but it's a big thing here in Mexico. Uh, they they need to be the ones that know how to have sex. They need to be uh, the good having sex, and they need to know everything and always want to have sex. Like if every everyone is the same and they all need to act the same way, so they need to know everything, and it's a lot of pr pressure for them. So for girls, uh, the the problem would be like not having like they they shouldn't have uh experience yeah it's it's a weird like dichotomy because like women are expected to stay virgins and only yes. to be sexual when you're in a relationship or committed and and the guy has to you know kind of like be committed to them prove that he's committed from what i've heard from my mexican friends and the man is like supposed to be the stud he's supposed to have all the sexual experience yeah and then so then you get into a relationship and the man is not entirely maybe fulfilled because the woman has no experience. Yes. But then they're the ones making that, um, not only we, we both the are person. making the, yeah, that problem because it is a thing of a, I will only uh, date or marry like the good girl. The rest of the girls will be like for something else for sex. This is an idea that's still there here in Mexico. Not not always, and it's getting like it's starting to disappear. But it's still like a little bit, especially in small cities. So then they get married, and or they get into a relationship, a long term relationship, and they're bored with their sex life because the girl is not, doesn't have any experience or uh, won't experience uh, experiment with different things. Then. It's and they, they then they justify going like looking for someone else. Uh, 
outside of the relationship because they're not sexually satisfied. Everything is kind of connected, isn't it? Because yes. so I literally just two days ago, I had a Brazilian uh, psychologist on the show and she said the exact same thing but that you just said about Mexico that, and I find, you know, Brazil is not as of course as conservative as Mexico. I feel like no. Mexico is definitely more conservative uh, and people, I and this is the other question that I'll post to you in a bit, but people start having sex later as well. I feel like at least the women, um, I don't know if you know any statistics statistics regarding that but she said that was there was like a madonna horror uh complex syndrome whatever you call it like this is my mm -hmm. wife this is my partner she's a saint and this is the girl that i sleep with and you can't have both like you put them in two boxes which i feel it's like the stupidest thing ever uh if you're not letting your partner be open about their sexuality their sexuality then you're going to have a problem too and you're going to have to go outside and then the, the cheating and the in the um secrets uh secrets and then all the problems that comes with uh, uh looking for someone else to have sex with outside of their relationship because this is yes the same the mother the wife material we do start uh uh, having uh, like uh, our sex life around 15, maybe sometimes you can say 12 years old, but it's around uh, 15, 19 years old. And yes, uh, for women, it's uh, later than for, for men, but uh, still like around the same age. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I would assume Mexico City is a bit more, I mean, it's a big city, so you have all kinds of uh, types of people there, but I guess it's still more liberal compared to, you have parts of the country that are very conservative. Yeah, yes, a little bit, like it's still, it's still Mexico and it's still Latin America, which we're, I think uh, it's like, an, and here is common to be like conservative, but, um, but yeah, in Mexico City, you can, uh, you have like a little bit more per permission to to be open with your sexuality. So what is the, what are kind of the, are there any rules regarding, okay, the first date, second date, third date, or fourth date? When is it that people typically have sex? Uh, we, I mean, I've heard this in movies, I'm, uh, but I, I'm not sure we do the, uh, this here in Mexico. I've never heard someone saying like, oh, on the third date you can then have sex or like, like a rule. We do have this uh, idea sometimes, I think it's stupid too, but uh, this idea that uh, you should wait for some time to have sex with uh, with the guy you're dating. Not easily uh, won over or not easily jumping into bed with someone. Yes. For some people, it, it might matter. For some uh, guys, it might matter, but I don't think... Uh, you should be dating someone that cares if you have sex with them uh, the first date or not. And if you wait and the guy, they, the only thing they want is to have sex with you, even if you wait for five dates or 10 dates or three or whatever, they will have sex with you and then leave because they were they were only looking for sex. Yeah, it's very interesting. I've definitely seen both. Uh, like I've had friends that got into a relationship and they had sex the first night. I've seen people that waited. Uh, mm. I think what they, they say is kind of for men because we release different type of, uh, you probably know more about this than I do, but we release oxytocin. And so like for women, yes. when we have sex, we actually feel closer to someone. But for men, all they want to do is actually get as far away from us as possible if they haven't had that emotional connection to us. And I think for a lot of guys they can't really distinguish between the emotional like 
connection or they can't really distinguish between the fact like are do they just want to sleep with us or are they actually interested in us before they have sex so a lot of times guys will be chasing uh not really knowing if they just want to sleep with you and so like until you have that emotional connection they say um I, there's there's all kinds of rules around it like third date fourth date i don't buy into this i don't really believe that because that's just kind of uh standard rules but i do think yes. it's it's good to have an emotional connection with someone just because then it actually means something right i think the problem is not them running away the problem is us uh women getting confused because of the oxytocin when, when you're giving birth um you liberate this oxytocin when when you're um utero when in your uterus yeah when your uterus is contracting it, it, that happens and it, it helps for you to, to take care of that baby so that's what happens or why it happens But the, the thing is, when we have an orgasm, we also have these contractions and we also liberate uh, oxytocin. But then we have this uh, bond with the, the guy we just don't know and we confuse that with love. For me, for example, I'm, um, I'm very bad with that. I, get, I, I, I think I'm in love in the first second, not even because I have sex. I just met the guy, meet the guy and then I'm, I'm like, I love him. I, I want to have babies with him. I want to be my entire life with him. But because I know this, I, I try to be careful with this. But yeah, you're right. For the guys, uh, maybe it helps to uh, start a connect emotional connection before having sex. But if they were looking for sex, it doesn't matter how long you wait. Yeah, no, 100%. I think also as women, what we tend to do is sometimes you know you actually may have sex and it and it has nothing to do with the fact that you had sex but the guy probably just lost interest but then we start overthinking and saying oh it's because it's because yes. i did that you know and then you start shaming yourself okay so if this equals that and there's like patterns that i'm starting to see then i'm just not going to do that anymore maybe it had nothing to do with that you know uh but i do think and i wonder if in mexico it would be different than it would be, for example, I study Scandinavia a lot. And in Scandinavia, you have incredibly equal gender roles. Men and women are very equal. And so like, you don't have to do that thing that, you know, Mexican men, they were like, uh, I don't want to stereotype there. They don't sing serenades under your window, but essentially like they really seduce the woman or they, they really uh, romance the woman. There's still that in the culture. Whereas in Scandinavia, because the women are kind of on the same uh, level as men, The men don't need to wine and dine the woman to get her into bed, so they don't. It's very much like split the bill, let's go hang out, let's have sex. It's very much on equal terms, like kind of like two buddies just enjoying a quick fun activity and then uh, seeing if there's any potential. Oh, that was good. Okay. Let's see what else happens. But I feel like in Mexico, because women are still quite conservative, the men are like, aha, uh -huh, I have to do, I have to try harder to get to that stage. What do you think? It's kind of romantic, but you, you know what I mean? I like mm -hmm. the, the, the trying to, um, the courting, uh, courting yes. process. Yes. 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 Uh, but it, it is true that because we're kind of, uh, hard to get, uh, they sometimes start lying because they have to do all these things, uh, in order to have sex with someone. So they, they make up this girls from other countries. They usually tell me this like, oh, After some time here in Mexico, I started to realize that most of the things this guy, the guy is saying are, are lies. And it's not always the case, but it, usually they will uh, 
say they love you, they will not bomb you like in order to have sex with you. And that's a very common thing here. Uh, and we already know that, but some someone from other countries will come here and will think that they're really serious, that they want to marry you. They're, they're uh, super in love with you. And yeah, I find it's funny, like looking at the world and seeing, okay, well, this is how men and women relate to each other. Because if women make it harder and there's more gender roles, then men do this little dance, you know, like mating season, yes. like birds, like with the feathers yes. and everything, like they're trying really, really hard. And so like you see that in, you know, like Mexico, you see this in Colombia where women will say, oh, guys, they say all kinds of stuff to, to you know, they'll dance, they'll, they'll talk. They'll like, there's a whole like, a dance around the the seduction uh, and I find yeah as you said like a Mexico guys will say anything and everything uh to to get to the next stage maybe they enjoy the beauty as well sometimes I think there's they really enjoyed that romance so maybe there's the part they're like oh this is you know I'm actually kind of enjoying that but it is because the women are expecting that as well so they have to do it yes yes I'm, and and it's not always lies sometimes it's just because uh, i don't i don't want to uh, give this idea that in mexico we're all uh, lying to to get someone to have sex with us but uh it's just like uh sometimes they will even lie to in order to to seduct the the, the, the person but yeah it, it, i think it's uh well, I guess it's because I'm from Mexico. I like it. I enjoy it. I expect, like you're saying, the guy to do that, to go out with me. No, not, I'm not talking just about having sex because that uh, may happen sometimes, but usually all this goes, uh, happens to if they want to go on a date with you. Not the lies, sometimes the lies, but the, the seduction, getting your attention. So you, so you, uh, accept a date with them or in now we also uh, can approach guys and it's okay and they're they like that and it's it's not it's not like a weird thing to do here in Mexico either and like now we have a the opportunity to also go after the guy we like and not be just like waiting for them to to look this way and start talking to us we can do that too have you noticed any of the shift with like the feminism? How are men reacting to that? We we do have all this education where we're uh, el machismo, and uh, we we need to start changing that education that we've been uh, doing things in the same way in our entire life. So we need to change that, and we, we're learning, men and, and women, I think. Uh, but it, there's also um, still some people that are against it and given like a bad uh, rep uh, message about feminism. You mentioned the machista thing. Do you think it's yeah. still a big thing in Mexico? Um, it is. It's, uh, yes, especially in some in some uh, places, it's, a, it's still a thing. Like, for example, I'm not against uh, all the things that here in Mexico are very common for guys to do, like open the door or help you or, or move the chair and all these things that I, I relate more to. What's the word? You said it uh, uh, before, caballerosidad. Yeah, uh, chivalrous, chivalry. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, those things I like, those things I don't think it's uh, it's about... Uh, 
thinking you can't do it as a woman, I think it's just like a, a thing we do here in Mexico, uh, guys do here in Mexico. And I think it's a nice, and I don't, I, I don't think it should be, except if you don't like it, right? If you're a girl that doesn't like uh, for guys to, to open the door for you and all these things, then it, it's okay. You just, as a couple, a couple, you won't do it. But I think that part is important to, to like part of us, but the things that are changing and it should be changing is this idea that, uh, men are superior superior or uh they're the ones that decide what uh their partner should do or or like this idea is that a, a woman should stay home and take care of kids and shouldn't be doing this and that blah 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 uh now that's changing um it's funny when you were talking about the pulling out the chair and opening the door so i actually uh talked to mexican guy about this and uh because i was writing a book about dating in scandinavia and so it was like he we met in playa and he was living there and he was like oh i'll tell you all about dating swedish women because i lived there and he started telling me about you know he went out with a swedish girl and he would you know he would pull out the chair he would open the door he would do all these grand gestures and, and she was like don't do that I don't like it. It's uh, I can do it myself. It's too macho for me. And he was like, why? I don't understand. And yes. then, you know, when it came to sex, it was he had this really, really funny story that I love retelling. So he went to a bar in Sweden and this woman approaches him and she buys him a drink. Now he's Mexican. He's never had anything like this happen in his life. So he, of course, <laughs> eats it up. He loves it. And then she says, hey, uh, do you want to come to my place? And he's like, whoa, amazing. She buys me a drink and I get to go to her place. They get to her place. No foreplay. She just basically is like, let's have sex. And she initiates it. And, you know, he kind of feels like he didn't have to kind of even do his moves or anything. Like it just happens. And after sex, she's like, okay, um, you can take the train now. And she basically kicks him out and she gives him a chocolate for the ride home because it's really cold. And he, he's on the way home in a in the metro and he's looking around and it's all the guys just going home from their I don't know. I, I'm not sure how much of this part is true, but he's basically like, all of a sudden, I felt like such a piece of meat. I felt so used. I didn't have to seduce her. There was no beauty. There was no foreplay. There was just... It felt like she took advantage of me and then she kicked me out and he didn't like it because it's just that it's never happened to him and it didn't feel natural. Well, I think it's a great uh, experience for, because that's what usually, not all, not, not everyone, of course, but what, what usually happens uh, to women here in Mexico, guys do that to, to, to girls here in Mexico. So I think it's a great experience to have to see how it feels I'm, I'm not sure if we're ready here in Mexico for that kind of uh, gender approach. Role. Yeah, yes. gender role switch. I, I have a lot of guys in therapy having problems to get like an erection or uh, low sex drive because uh, when we talk about it and find out the reasons, it's usually because, or not usually, sometimes it's because uh, they feel uh, like they don't have control in their relationship. It's very common for them not to feel, yeah, I guess, masculine enough, so they are not having an erection. Have you ever watched the movie on Netflix called Fair Play? Have you seen that movie? No. 
it's such a wonderful movie and it, and it goes exactly uh, like it's, it's basically about what you just said so there is it's in short it's a story of a man and a woman that are dating but they work together and she thinks he's getting a promotion but as it turns out she gets promoted so she becomes his boss and he says initially oh that's not an issue at all i'm fine with that but then you see the relationship start to deteriorate. So like he's unable to have sex with her. He mm -hmm. basically doesn't feel manly. He doesn't feel like a man. And this is Americans. I can imagine that in Mexico where the machista, you know, the whole machista culture comes in and the ego, you know, the self, oh, I'm the man, you know, I'm supposed to be in charge. If that happens, I can totally understand why. And actually, uh, I've heard this really recently on a podcast with guys struggling uh, with erection for that same reason. And it's because they don't feel masculine enough. Like the, that's directly correlated, like the, the, the yes. sex drive and the, and, and, and the masculinity. And sometimes it's not even conscious since we were kids, uh, like our parents telling us, uh, telling us these things here in Mexico, at least our parents telling us how it should be, how men should be this way, how women should be this other way. And it's stuck in our brain, even even if we're trying to think di different, and we are like, oh yeah, I don't care uh, about this or about that. I I don't care about women being open sexually or having a lot of a experience uh, in sex. Sometimes uh, it just uh, affects them. Like, and also it goes the other way. Like for for girls, it, sh it can be a problem, but some other thing but it, but yeah we have this uh, ideas in our brain stuck there and sometimes we don't even realize it they're there yeah it's interesting i had a i had a guy from norway on a podcast and norwegians you know as as i told you uh, before like they're very gender equal and i asked him the question would you care if a woman had a lot of uh sexual partners and he said yes and i he was like care. he would and so i was like oh wow so if a norwegian guy says that then I'm assuming a Mexican guy definitely would. So I think overall men are kind of emasculated by it. There's a fear that comes in with like, oh, so she's comparing me against all these partners, mm -hmm. even though we, we we know logically that a woman who is in her, let's say, 30s, she's obviously had some experience. Otherwise, she, first of all, as you said, she's not going to be open and relaxed in bed because she has no experience and 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 because she's had a life if she wasn't married and you know she she wasn't like sitting in her dungeon waiting for the prince she's obviously had some experience but a man who knows that a woman had a lot of experience uh feels yeah emasculated feels uh, threatened that someone is better than him yes right? like because what i've said at the, at the beginning of the podcast um they um we have this idea that men should know everything about sex and be the best and and teach us women how to do things and because they're the ones with the experience we we both men and women have this idea so 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 yeah it becomes a problem when then the woman is the one that has all the experience and i as as a man don't there's a big percentage of mexican men that uh that do infidelity i think it's around 69 percent of men but also like uh, 52% of women here oh, in wow. Mexico who have like cheated, uh, sometimes in their life, like maybe once, maybe always, but, uh, at least one time they, they have cheated like four, no, it was 49 and six, 60 something for men. 
So I'm not surprised to hear that men cheat that often, but why women, in your opinion? Why do they cheat so much? For men here in Mexico, at least, uh, they kind of have permission to do it. Like in society, they, it's like, oh, you know, they're a man, they're like that. Or um, you're a better man or a, like a, not better, but, a, you know, like a you're, more you're, man. You're a stud. Yeah, you're a stud. Yes, if you have a lot of uh, women. So all these ideas um, let them have, like, they have more permission to do it. So it's like uh, okay for for them to do it here. Some of the things uh, people from other countries tell me, this is an experience, like their experience. I'm not saying like a, it's a, like a, like a, a study. Like, yeah. Like, like a, a, yes, this is their experience. But uh, a lot of uh, people, especially guys, tell me like they're amazed at how, normal it is for guys here to cheat like there will be like these they, they what they tell me is like we do it in our country it's just like something we hide uh when we're doing it and here in mexico is like they're in the nightclub like kissing someone else and they have this girlfriend girlfriend and they'll they'll go out with the, their girlfriend the next day like nothing happened everyone will see that and they will be okay with it and yeah, that sometimes it happens like that here in Mexico. It's like a, you may not be okay with your friend, your, your guy friend uh, kissing another girl when you know she, he has a girlfriend, but you may be, be like, yeah, he's like that. It doesn't matter. Like you be, um, you normalize it. And for women, it's starting to be like, um, we start to have a permission to do it. It's not as bad as it was before. Just owning well, yeah. whatever you want to do, right? Yes, I I, I'm not. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a good thing to do, but uh, but yeah, it, it's happening. I think what's interesting is well, first of all, I think I feel like there's a pressure as well for people to get married, or you know, I, because it is such a conservative country, so maybe a lot of times people just kind of, okay, we have to get married, we get married, but maybe it's not exactly the person that you wanted to end up with, because as a woman, I suppose there's kind of a pressure to be with someone. Do you feel like that plays into it? Yes, uh, a pressure to be with someone to get married, and also. Uh, and here in Mexico is very common, like this pressure to like, because we have like a expiring date, like this, uh, expiration, uh, date. expiration date, like to, to have babies. So we have this pressure to, oh, I need to get married now because I'm a certain age. So I won't be able to have babies after uh, some time. So yeah, sometimes you may, uh, start a relationship with someone or get married with someone because of the pressure of getting and also for guys is and, and i see that i'm from i'm from a small city in the north of mexico i'm from torreon but i live in mexico city now and i see that a lot in guys from torreon um i thought it was like a very uh, like a thing for women but i hear them say too like oh I'm a certain age and I'm old. I need to get married already. I'm originally Russian and we have a big pressure for, for women to get married and for men to get married still like fairly young and for women as well. Like your clock is ticking. Oh no, you're 25. Mm -hmm. You need to have a child. And so like a lot of people actually do cheat on each other, mostly men, because of course there's a lot more women as everybody knows. Uh, and uh, it's not okay, but it's kind of okay. 
I mean, it, it happens. And and as you said mm -hmm. uh, about Mexico, it's kind of considered, well, he's a man. He needs to pollinate many flowers. <laughs> he, he needs to, you know what I mean? So it's it's like, well, uh, a, leeway, a leeway is given to, to men. And I find what you said about women, I mean, now women have more of a freedom to, to kind of, I, I guess, own their sexuality. So mm -hmm. maybe it's also the fact that like before, I mean, sex was your marital duty. It was something you did and you got it over with and women didn't enjoy themselves and they weren't supposed to enjoy themselves. The men were. It wasn't for women, right? It was pro procreation to have kids. Yes. Uh, nowadays, I mean, people don't have sex for kids. People have sex for many other reasons. And um and you can have kids without having sex. It's this weird uh, new world that we live in, you know? Yes. So <laughs> it can all be removed from each other. Yes. Uh, but before it was like, um, you know, I've heard stories. I had a Romanian friend and her grandmother, like she basically was sexually abused by her husband. But it wasn't sexual abuse because he was her husband. And it was her duty. Back then, yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So she had to, she didn't know what orgasm was. She wasn't supposed to. Like she, and and he, because he never used protection, I think she went to the doctor like seven times to get an abortion. And the doctor said, okay, if you do this one more time, like you are going to die. So she, he didn't use protection because it wasn't any of his uh, concern. It was like, well, if she gets pregnant, she gets pregnant. I, I, I don't frankly care. Uh, she's supposed to have sex with me. And that's what her life was like. And I think for many Mexican yeah. women, it was probably the same kind of life where you just did it, you closed your eyes, you got it over with, because that's what you had to do. Yes, yes. Uh, it's, yeah, not, not long ago, it was still the same way. And for some uh, women with... Uh, still have that idea that uh, uh sometimes we have to we don't care about sex that much we have to give it to our partner in order for them to stay so if a guy doesn't have an or uh, doesn't have uh an erection it won't be the we there won't be sex if a guy ejaculates too soon the sex will be over but if we uh women don't have an orgasm no one would care and sex would continue. So I think that's the problem why we don't look for help that often because we think that it's okay. Like, ah, I will fake it, but, um, it's still like, it, it's still there. It's still that this, uh, kind of a thought is still around Mexico. I hope it disappears soon. Yeah, and I think because a lot uh, for women, for men, it's mostly physical. Uh, but I think for women, a lot of it is emotional. I think uh, what happens is a lot of men, I don't want to put it on the men, but a lot of people just don't know that what it takes to get the woman there as well, mentally, right? Because I think for women, if you're not in the right physical, like my mental space, it, you're not going to enjoy it as much. And also the pressure to enjoy it sometimes as well, whereas someone's going to be like, are you, are, did you, did you, did you, did you? And you're like, yeah, because you don't want to upset someone. So it's the agreeableness yes. of women as well, where we don't want to upset someone and we don't want to be frigid. We don't want to be labeled as, oh, my last girlfriend enjoyed it. So there's something wrong with you. I think it's more the um, the fantasy or it has to be more that you have to be stimulated in a way that's not just in and out. You know what I mean? I think that's more it because I feel like it starts here still where it's like the man yes. kind of does something to to make you want it, you know, whereas like for men, it's it's much easier, I feel, to get in that state. Although some really interesting statistics and a look through Reddit shows me 
that men really struggle to have a lot of sex. A lot of men have actually very low libido and they don't want sex that much. And I have a lot of friends that personally struggled with this where they had a relationship, they wanted more sex than their boyfriends and their boyfriends didn't have a high libido, especially when you move in together. And then I feel like men just kind of, step, they stop trying and they just kind of maybe don't see the, the novelty in it. So they mm-hmm. want it less. Um, and so it could go both ways. A really great Reddit forum is called Sexless Bedrooms. If you want to go through that, that's a very sad, sad forum for like people sharing uh, sexless marriages that, you know, they're living with someone for 10 years. They haven't had sex in five. Like it's just, and you know, and a lot of times it's men that don't want to. Uh, it's not like, a, like they say, like, oh, it- it doesn't matter for men like they will always want sex no that's not true so if you have problems or these things we were talking about being uh, like the best in sex sometimes they have like a, this uh bad um reaction probably maybe uh unconscious from their partner uh but that, that affects them like oh so um that was it or uh you know this uh, this way uh this bad uh, way to react i i had this uh guy in therapy and he he was telling me how he didn't like morning sex and it was a big problem in this relationship because she liked it he didn't and then uh, after some time i uh, it turns out that he didn't like morning sex because one time they were kissing and she said oh you have a really bad breath Oof. which is normal and what that's what he was saying like in in the morning you have a or bad breath or a bad smell somewhere and he he was like well in the morning is normal because you know you haven't brushed your teeth or you've been sweating all night and that's why you have this certain smell so but sometimes you don't realize uh, where it comes from and you just go like oh he, he just doesn't want to have sex anymore and sometimes it's because of that or They've been having, it's a very common thing when they have a um, um, dysfunction, uh, sexual dysfunction, like not, not getting erections or uh, ejaculating too soon or, or, or something like that, or not being able to get an, uh, an ejaculation. Like, um, and because of that, or because of the reaction of their partner, they just don't want to do it anymore because they don't want, it's better not to have sex than to have sex and then look at my partner disappointed because it wasn't as uh, like satisfying as they they wanted it to be so that uh, there are a lot of reasons why you may have a like what it looks like low libido but it's just like avoiding sex because something because of something else or not even avoiding but you actually don't want it because of something else yeah i think women really underestimate how much their reactions can really hurt the man's libido and how fragile men really are because men play it out to be oh i'm I'm strong i I can take anything but in the bedroom that's where they're at the most vulnerable and if you react a certain way to a man like oh was that it or oh you can't get up like that really stays with a man feeling like he's inadequate he can't please you and that's going to be an association with being with you, right? So mm-hmm. it's very easy to hurt a man's ego. And I think that's something for women to keep in mind because 
you can you can you can react in a way that's supportive and you can react in a way that just kills his masculinity. I understand the frustration from the, the partner to be like, oh, it's like get help, do something about it. Like I need to have better sex life. Uh, but that reaction won't help. It will just make things worse. So so try to be supportive su supportive, even if it's like a long it, it's been happening for a long time. And figure out another way to look for help together and to find a solution to your sex life uh, together. The world seems to uh, to get more and more casual nowadays. Like people, it seems like people want less commitment. Have you noticed yes. the same trend in Mexico as well? Yes, I tried to I tried to look for uh, like statistics or something, but I couldn't find anything uh, like for Mexico specifically, I could find, I, I found out that um, we're, we are getting married like older, but I'm not sure if this is for, uh, because of your commitment or it's just because uh, we're being more conscious of uh, uh, how like being, uh, having a career, maybe a good job, a good uh, amount of money saved, uh, whatever. Uh, but I do, from my own experience and from my experience in therapy, I do see a lot of uh, fear commitment, especially from uh, from guys, but also from women. Uh, it is a thing right now, and I think it's not just uh, in dating; it's also in like everything in life. We're all freelance. Uh, how do you say that? Freelancing. Free yeah, we're all freelancing. Yes, yes, yes. We're not com committing to a lot of things in life. Uh, I think it's just like a normal um spike a normal reaction yeah yes like we came from a like a generation where everything was about commitment and staying in the same job forever and then staying with your partner forever and then as uh the kids of that kind of that generation or our grandparents generation it's uh you see how it ne not always worked. Like maybe they were frustrated with their jobs. They were frustrated with their marriage or whatever. And then we're now uh, doing the opposite. It's interesting. You're right. Because uh, like if we look back at the previous generation, everything was pre-written for you. This is what you had to mm -hmm. do. This is your job. And if you didn't like it, well, that's just the way life is because you don't have the choice. And in a yes. way that made it easier for people to, to deal with what they had because no one else had anything different. There was no... Uh, point of comparison everybody had the same job everybody worked forever on the same job uh, that's just what you had to do but with all the choice that we have it's harder and you can probably relate to this as well where it's so much harder now to make a decision about where you want to live I'm struggling with that uh, what you what you <laughs> what you <laughs> what you want to do who you want to be with uh, you know and then there are so many options that a lot of times it makes you more unhappy than happy because you could be doing so many things. And yes. why are you really doing this? Because especially if you're location independent, then it's just you have no ties to anything. You're not putting uh, your roots into anything. You're just kind of a free soul bouncing around. And and I, I have been in the digital nomad community. I've seen that. I wouldn't say they're happier, but they're always running around. 
in the winter, Spain is really cold. So they get out of Spain and they come to Mexico and then Mexico gets hot and then they go to Portugal and then they go to Bali. And, and it's, it's yes. like birds, you know, it's like birds, like flying all around the place. So it's, um, it's something that you're right. Like it, ha it has been affecting most of the world, but unfortunately people still want to be in a relationship and people are really quick, quick to discard a relationship because it's not exactly what you want. Uh, and we're, I feel like we are not a generation of people who compromise on things. Why should we compromise? Why should I compromise? I want to live the best, best, best life that I can live. I want to be happy, right? And it makes sense because I think like that. But it's also never ending, right? Because you're not yes. going to be happy forever with one person. You have to really yes. work at it. What you, what you said about the options is true. Like we have a lot of, it's easier for us to... Uh, work from home it's easier for us to travel wherever we want it's easier for us to meet a lot of people so it's always this feeling of what if it's better like somewhere else what if it's better with another person this is not perfect and before it was like oh this is the person i i married so i need to figure it out right now it's ah, i'll change it i'll change the, my 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 like I, i'll just start a new relationship and this one should work instead of working making it work the one you're in you're trying to look for the perfect one that doesn't happen that's never going to happen even in see if you're a digital nomad and you're moving to different places there's never never a perfect place to live it's a it's a place that you prefer but it's never perfect there's always like oh but in the beach is like something else is better and in here in the city something else is better yeah it's always something better outside but you need to commit to something and make it work for it to be like close to what you were looking for, especially if we're talking about relationships, you need to work in the relationship for it to be what you were expecting it to be and find someone who's also working with you. Because sometimes there's only one person working for the relationship and the other one is trying to run away and you're trying to uh, make them stay. So that's, that will never work. You need to find someone who's also, uh, trying to 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 make a relationship work and also committed to staying in a relationship for long or for some time yeah i i just listened to esther perel's podcast uh she was with uh diary of the co uh this guy and she said that if people's people did what they did in a if people did in a relationship what they did to their businesses their businesses would be dead Like the amount of effort we put into our relationship is minuscule. It's the leftovers from the busy day of putting our energy into other things, you know? So yeah, that's something true. that I think people, I think it's something that we can finish the podcast with is that people can run around looking for the next best thing and potentially you are not compatible with someone. But if you're in a relationship with someone that you see that there's, there's a strong connection, you really, you need to work at it because we just kind of assume that, we just let, let it go like a cactus we don't need to water it and it's just going to survive on its own but it won't right it won't yes yeah and 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 yeah and you won't and you won't find like the per perfect person so so stop looking uh looking you'll find someone that connects with you like you said but not like a per person that is already like perfect for you you need to work in that Yeah. Well, thank you so much for appearing on the podcast. For anyone that doesn't know, we've had a lot of issues getting to the podcast <laughs> with the earthquake and the, and the technical <laughs> side of it. So It was I'm a tiny earthquake, but it's still we have to get out of the building. <laughs> 
It was uh, it was it was such a relief to finally get you on here uh, and to and to talk about sex for the first time on this podcast. I generally don't talk a lot about sex, so it was a, a quite a different episode. So, guys, let us know what you think about it if you could relate to it, and uh, stay tuned for next week's podcast. And Betsy, thank you so much. Thank you. I had a great time talking to you. Bye. I hope and you all may- enjoy it. Maybe see you in Mexico. Oh, yes. Let me know when you're here. (laughs) Guys, and you can check out Betsy's uh, Instagram. I'm going to link to all her socials below. So you can just, you can go check it out, especially if you speak Spanish. This is going to be really, really useful for you. So thank you. Muchas gracias. Ciao, ciao. Gracias. Nos vemos. (laughs)